Welcome to The Ruckus, presented by Joe Rowe, a podcast that takes the filter off. Hey, people, Joe Rowe here. What's going on? How you doing? Sorry if I sound a little tired, a little beat up. Just got home from the gym a little bit earlier. It's been, uh, well, it's been a shitty day. But for me, that's what the gym's all about. The gym's my outlet. The gym is my expenditure of hate. I go in there and kick my ass, uh, not every day, but as much as I can, at least four days a week, and, uh, you know, try and try and get the demons out and go home tired and relaxed. Uh, today, today is episode 21. It's about 9.20 p.m., <clears throat> and, uh, well, today's a topic that, it's been brought up a couple times, but the other day, more, more specifically... The other day, a friend asked me about my podcast, right? This thing I'm talking to right now, you guys. He asked me about my podcast, and shortly thereafter, uh, well, he asked, I thought you were a photographer. He said, why aren't you doing a podcast about photography? And a bunch of things went through my head. Like, why am I not doing a podcast about photography? Um, Because that is, it's not my bread and butter, but it's my main passion in this day of creativity uh, I mean I, I, I fuck with a lot of things I, I am not just a photographer I like to think of myself as a renaissance man I probably brought that up before but um, wear a lot of hats and photography just happens to be one of the main ones um, so I answered him and I told him well it's, it's hard to talk about photography now in a conversation with your buddies, with your friends, with your, you know, fellow photographers, or if you're just trying to explain somebody, something to somebody about how to operate their camera, because they went out and they got a, you know, a nice camera, and there's a lot of buttons and stuff, and there's, it comes with lenses, and, you know, how the hell do you operate this thing, or I get, what I get a lot is, hey, look, I'm listening to buy, I'm listening to buy, I'm looking to buy, uh, you know, a better, nicer camera, which is, it's a good goal for anybody to have a good, nice camera. You know, I mean, everybody's got a good one in their cell phone. You can do a lot of damage with a a cell phone photographer or cell phone. I can't talk today. I think that pre-workout's going through me still. Um, little jittery. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so they, they look to get a better camera and they look to, um, you know, up their game, so to speak. So I get that question a lot, but for me, when it, when it comes to photography, I'm not a, a technical photographer. I'm not the guy that can sit there and rattle off, you know, f-stop this and, you know, aperture that, and you know, in this setting you should have this exposure and just break it all down. I'm not, uh, well, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not like my buddy Tim. My buddy Tim, he likes to deep dive into the way things work. Um, you know, he likes to know the refraction rate of his lenses and dials them into the Nats ass degree. And, and that's his thing. And I can appreciate it because he, he's taught me things and he's newer to the photography game than I am. So that I've, I've gotten appreciation for. And I love that, you know, I, I love when somebody knows more than me because it humbles me. It makes me think, okay, you don't know what you think, you know, so shut up and listen. I, I, I dig that. But when it comes to photography, I'm, I'm, I'm dangerous as far as technical knowledge. And I can, I can hold the conversation on the topic. Uh, I mean, hell, I could talk your ear off about gear and 
And that's about it. Um, anybody that knows me, and now that you guys know me, uh, at least through this podcast, I, I am a gear gearhead or gear nut or gear nerd, however you want to word it. Um, I like gadgets and gadgets and, you know, whiz-bang things. Uh, always been that way. But uh, when it comes to photography, it's got to have, it's got to serve its purpose. Okay. And as for the gear, I'm, I'm function over style every day of the week. Okay. If it, whatever it is, doesn't perform or accomplish what I'm after, then it, it's useless to me. Now it could be an okay product. I mean, it, it could serve a purpose. Um, but it's, I mean, if it hits nine out of 10 milestones, it's that one sumbitch that, that, that one thing, or rather that one time that that product or that component of my repertoire didn't work. Well, that's the, that's the problem. And that, that, that pisses me off. I mean, that's the fucking problem right there. So, I mean, for example, a CPL, a circular polarizer. Okay. That's a filter screws on the end of your lens. Normal function is it takes the reflection out of shiny surfaces and it, you know, it kind of, well, it adds depth to your photo and it magnifies the saturation and the blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, it, it's usually, usually adjustable, um, for different environments. It screws on the end, like I said, and any one of those elements could be hazardous, at least in my mind, it could be hazardous. And what I mean by that, well, you're at the shoot and you don't want, well, you don't want to use your CPL anymore. Okay, that's 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 where I'm going with this. You, you don't want to use your, your polarizer anymore, and it gets locked to your lens. Now, this is pretty common with any filter. You know, you, you don't really want to, like, wrench down on the lens, um, or on the, excuse me, on the filter. But, you know, you need to make sure it's secure. But, okay, so be it. This one time, you just weren't really paying attention. You are in a rush, whatever the fucking case may be. You tighten it down a little too much, it gets stuck. Okay. Once it does that, in my experience anyhow, once it does that, it kind of finds its home. And one, you're going to play hell getting that thing off of there. But two, it kind of seems like it does that every time after that. And I, I could be wrong. I, I feel like I'm right. That, that's the point, right? Yeah, okay. Um, but what I'm, where I'm going with this is it that one time that it gets locked on there. Now I'm pissed. Now, that, okay, you're in my way, polarizer. Get the fuck out of the way, polarizer. You know, it, it's it's not serving its purpose, which is to get the hell out of the way so I don't use it because I don't want to use it and I want to just shoot with a regular lens, no filter. Okay, but you're in the way. Now it's a problem. Okay. Um, or another thing, it, it quits being adjustable. Okay, most of them you, you rotate the outer ring and it intensifies or, uh, you know, unintensifies. Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. But you get what I'm saying. It, it doesn't intensify uh, the action of the polarizer. You know, it kind of dulls it down. Well, if that quits working, if the element inside quits doing that, then, well, now we got a problem. Uh, the, the lens itself, it could burn out. You Meaning you used it a lot. And the coating, it just, it transfers weird shapes and like blobs and, and uh, you know, like a distortion that you're not looking for with a polarizer. Okay, problem. Well, this is what I'm going for. This, see, I'm already getting frustrated and pissed off. And I'm not, I don't even have, okay, well, you're over there. I see my polarizer. It's looking at me. But anyhow, um, in case you're wondering, yes, I do have 
<laughs> like I said, I do have lots of pre-workout going through me, so I'm talking real fast, and I'm drinking coffee, and I'm trying to talk about this, and I'm getting frustrated. So, here we go. Um, whatever the case, it all... It just takes that one time. I'm done. And, I mean, one could argue that this is... That this will result in a high production cost. I mean, but let's be real, gear is not cheap. And a professional, uh, at least photographer, I mean many professionals, but in this case, a professional photographer is willing to avoid embarrassment or failure by, by buying necessary gear, or moreover, gear that works as advertised. It doesn't always have to be expensive, but y you get my point. It needs to work as advertised. You need to, well, and... Uh, to be honest, it, sometimes it, it, it just takes time. It takes buying the wrong shit in order to figure out what works. You can do all the research in the world. You can get on the YouTube University and and figure out what other people are using and buy all the gear that the top, you know, fancy Instagrammers have and all this shit. But you got to get the hands-on experience and figure out what works for you. Now, once you, once you figure it out, then, okay, all is good. But move, move, transitioning, if you will, um, the, the same mentality or the same mindset it transfers into taking the photo now whether i'm shooting landscape or portraits products or nightclub events it, it makes no never mind i take a few test shots and i dial in my settings every so often i check my display to make sure i didn't fat thumb this you know my settings uh but for the most part i only adjust this plus or minus you know for the environment um and whatever is going on if if i'm in a calm environment and there's all of a sudden a bunch of action, then okay, I'm going to adjust for that. If I'm in a dark environment and all of a sudden it gets bright, I'm going to adjust for that. But it's not something that, if you ask me 10 minutes after the fact, uh, hey, what'd you do when that happened? When the sun came from around the clouds and started brightening up the whole scene? What happened there? And, well, I adjusted things. And th this is what I'm getting at when I say I'm not a technical photographer. I, I go for function, and if I'm doing something it doesn't work, I go the other way. That's the cool thing about digital photography, is you can dial it in in that simple fashion. A lot of people get wrapped around the technical shit. No, if you did something, do the opposite if you're not getting the result that you want. Don't overthink it. That's where I'm going with this. Okay, moving on. Um, God, I feel like I'm talking like 100 miles an hour. Let me get some coffee. That's That'll help. I need to get some coffee. Hold on. Okay. Moving on. Um, so yeah, when it comes to the environment, I just, I roll with it. I, I, I move and I shake and I adjust and I go this way and I go that way and I, you know, until I'm happy and I'll check my screen, like I said. But, which way was I going with this? Lost my train of thought. Okay, here we go. Um, so, I always bring more, more than enough equipment and I'll change lenses. So, you know, I, I've got options if what I've, what I'm, the gear isn't performing like I, I want. I've, I've saved my pennies and I've bought almost polar opposites of whatever I'm using at the moment. So if I've got a really wide lens, I've got a really narrow lens. If I've got a really dark filter, I've got a really light filter. You know, and, and I try and have that spectrum because of function over style. Okay, some some people like to brag that they got one lens and that's all they shoot with, and and this, that, and third. And, you know, they're just they're diehards and they're you know pure, purists if you want to call them that. But me, I like to have options. I like to have the ability to capture what it is. Because the, the key for me is to get what's in my head to come in through the lens and then edit it in post and I can create it. I don't, and I'm not talking about, you know, digital enhancing, uh, you know, super Photoshop and 
uh, merging this photo and that photo. I mean, I've done that, but that's not, and I'm not even the kind of guy that would get it, you know, make the, the shot in camera. I'm not that naive, you know, especially with the technology of being digital photography. I know what my options are and I'm going to use them. So where I'm going with this is that I could tell, I could tell you at what f-stop I was at or my shutter speed was high or low. These settings never get written down. And to be honest, well, I just feel it. I mean, even though I could tell you, yeah, I was kind of in this range or I was, I was middle of the way on the, on the, my f-stops or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's not the point. Um, the point for me and the kind of photographer I am is I just feel it. And it's a luxury that I hope, or not a luxury, but a, um, fuck am I trying to say? It's a skill that I hope I never lose. You know, it's something I've had for a majority of my life. I just kind of feel it. Um, I mean, I've been blessed with, you know, either creative freedom or explicit communication from my subject matter, whether that's an environment or that's an actual human being that I'm doing their portrait shots. I, I, I either have the creative freedom to do what I want, which is always my favorite. Uh, that means that whoever hires me or if I'm the one doing the actual shooting just from my own, you know, my own uh, portfolio, I've had that freedom or... You know, I really try and get the communication nailed down before I even push the shutter button. But for both, I feel... And what what I do is I feel out the scene and, and I execute. I don't overthink it. I just play it by ear. I mean, no matter the project, um, I've always shot in a run-and-gun style. It's always been my comfort zone. Uh, you know, comfort in the chaos, so to speak. Uh, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to The Chaos of the Fly, that's the previous episode. Swing by there and check that out. Shameless plug. Okay, um, so, as you may have guessed, I'm not the fashion photog, you know, that, that sets up for half a day to, to shoot one photo, uh, before you guys get all hell-bent on what I just said. I know they don't shoot just one photo, but the point I'm making is that they set up a lot. They set up, I mean, any picture that you've seen on a magazine is not done in, you know, three minutes, let alone three hours. They set up those shots and it's it's a project, you know, it's it's on par with a, a movie production and they take it very seriously and that's why they get paid the big bucks. That's not me, okay? I'm not the guy that's going to chill in a studio, bark orders this, that way, and, you know, do this, do that, no, move that, but, 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 that's not me, okay? I... I'm also definitely not the spray and pray kind of guy. Okay, I don't take a thousand shots and pick one. I'm more precise, and I would much more, I'd much rather take a hundred shots and pick ten than a thousand shots and pick ten. You know. So where I'm going with that is my my preferred shooting method, or rather inter interaction, or interpretation, is it's what I call a, a polished candid. I love the the interaction with my subjects, albeit you know, landscapes or portraits or anything in between. It doesn't matter. I love that interaction. That, for me, is, you know, it's the journey. Now, my preferred subject, totally different thing. Okay, I could shoot, I could take pictures of anything. And that's not, that's not my ego talking. That's just, I don't stop shooting until I get the shot that either I'm looking for or my client's looking for. Because both parties, either myself or my client, they need to be happy. And, I mean, I've gone as far as to say, you know what, today's not the day to a client that I'm working with, 
I'm, I'm just not feeling it. And, and I'm not trying to be you know, an obnoxious artist. I'm just saying, you're not going to get your money's worth out of me today. So let's reschedule. I've done that. It's not a big deal. And most of my clients actually respect that. But my preferred subject is landscapes. Huge mountains cascading down to, the, to a, a bendy river or a dense forest full of ridiculous redwoods. I spent most of my life in, in one desert or another, so those are out. Not my favorite. Okay. Um, and, and to redefine or, or fine-tune, rather, my, my preferences, it's the, it's the adventure that gets me, it gets me fucking excited. And it gets me pumped up about it. And, and I can't express enough why the adventure of it all is what gets me just jacked up. But... Even though I just said I can't, I'm going to try. Okay, so it all starts with the choosing of the adventure. Okay, um, I see I see every outing, every hunt for a photo as an adventure. I mean, once I have once I have selected my course, the, the preparation begins and I turn into a kid on Christmas morning. See, I get to touch all my gadgets and my tools of the trade and that may not have, you know, I may not have seen these things in months or even years. Um, but I open up my, my Pelican case, my, my camera bag, and I get to packing. And I start digging because I've, I've been, you know, blessed and, and worked hard and saved my pennies to have this cool little studio that I'm recording to you guys on. And I've got all my things somewhat organized, but over the time between shoots, you know, shit gets out of place. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, Susie Homemaker and I've got everything, everything's labeled and boxed and perfect and that, that's not me um, but for the most part I've got it somewhat organized when these adventures as I stated earlier, come up um, it, it's I get to start digging, I get to see things that I haven't seen in a while and that that's where the excitement starts because oh yeah, I need that oh yeah, I need that, oh what about that <coughs> excuse me coffee break, yep Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, so, yeah, I, I get my bag out, and I start to visualize my shots. I start to put these pictures in my mind already. And during this phase, um, it, it, it's, it's where the brainstorming starts. And that's where the questions start. Well, I need filters, probably. Boom, in the bag. Well, I need my drone, of course. Boom, in the bag. GoPro, definitely, boom, in the bag. Um, tripods, oh, do I need one this time? No, yes, no, wow. Well, fuck it, I'll take a small one, and I'll take my monopod. I always got my monopod with me. That's just a universal thing. It it, it, it almost always goes, okay? Um, so I get all the gear down. I get all the gear sort, sorted and situated and packed, and, and my camera bag usually weighs more than it should. Uh, it's been more than one more than one instance that I've had to pay over for my carry-on bag. Um, but thankfully enough, most airlines, once you say it's camera equipment, they're like, hands off. Okay, that's that bag's expensive. So we're going to we're gonna let you get on, no problem. You just take care of that bag. Don't charge us for breaking shit. And that's usually how it goes, thankfully. Okay? But you get the idea. So then the next stamp. Next stamp? Stamp. Step. Next step. Okay. Like I said, lots of pre-workout, lots of coffee. Deal with it. Um, the next step is camping. Okay, am I camping? Am I hiking? 
Am I taking the Jeep? Where and when and how and who and what? Okay, what is this adventure about? What are the details beyond the camera gear? Okay. I mean, see, I've always been a function over style guy. I've said that before. I'm saying it again. Uh, so these questions are important and they got to be answered. Now, mind you, as a photographer, I'm always planning the show, deciding, scouting, visualizing these moments before I'm consumed. Now, why do I say consumed? Well, the word consumed, it, it best describes the feeling I have when I'm standing on top of a ridge line that I just hiked to get to just so I can have an aerial view of the valley below. Or, you know, the, the miles I've driven, you know, down, down a straight road where there's nothing on either side, but I know at the end there's this crazy river or waterfall or, or you know, scene that I, I just have to capture. I've done the research, I've done the planning, I've got the shots in my head. I don't know what's beyond that, and that that is exciting. Okay? I use this moment as motivation. I use it as motivation during the journey and to reach the spot that the visual in my head and the location that that maybe few have never seen, or few have ever seen, rather, at least from my perspective. Because I've been places, believe me, I have been places that thousands of people have taken pictures of, and they don't, they don't discourage me. It doesn't bother me. Because I know that, one, I've taken all those shots that I've seen on Google Images or Instagram or whatever of that spot. I've taken all those shots in my head. They're not... Uh, okay, I said that wrong. Um, I, I planted them in my head. So I know what shots have been taken. There, that's better. When I get there, I, I flip through that Rolodex. And if you're old enough, you know what that Rolodex is. But I flip through it and... I, I go, okay, so they, they were here and they took the picture, they were there, they took the picture, they were up high and the down low and the lighting was this and the sunset was, you know, there or not there or whatever. And then I go, what can I do different? That's where the challenge starts. And that's, that's fucking just mind blowing, but awesome, all in the same perspective. So these are the moments that I live for and it, the perfect chemistry of planning, tra training and preparing than the miles driven or walked that's that's the sweetest thing to me that's the sweetest thing about being a photographer is sharing the journey capturing the feeling with one single photo okay now before I break out and cry while the sound of music falls from the sky and I want to you know I, I want to segue back to the planning and preparing for the journey part so the journey right no not the band the act of traveling from one place to another. Simple, right? Well, how the hell am I going to do this? First thought. Well, I stated before that I have a Jeep. And my Jeep, her name is Betty. If you had, you know, hadn't guessed it, she's black, four-door, love her to bits. Black Betty is her name. And oh, she's sweet. Love her to bits. Okay? I've been working, I've been working on building her for a couple of years. Um... I built her out to in an overland. She, she's an overland style rig, okay. And I mean, you can check her out if you want. You can check her out on Instagram at Joro underscore Jeep. And and it, as much as I love her, okay. Um, as much as I have poured my heart and many many dollars and buckets of sweat and blood and tears into her, she's not a long term stay. I mean, she she's. 
she's no by the hour hotel. Um, but a week would would be a th- my threshold of pain as far as quote unquote camping uh, would go with with good old Betty. I mean, t- there's been too many moons um, camping, as you would call it, uh, in in the military. Uh, I've spent too many times in a tent, not taking showers. Now I, I've set her up pretty good. You know, I've got an awning and a tent for the roof and, and a, a fridge and I'm working on a shower setup. But it's, you know, I, I've got most things covered. But it's like I said, it's not a long-term stay. A, a week would be sufficient. So what to do? Well, <laughs> as you guessed it, I'm going to tell you. Um, I've been planning a schoolie build. If you don't know what a schoolie is, well, it's a school bus. And converting it to a rolling home is the short answer. Uh, I've been planning this for the past two and a half, maybe three years. It might be more than that. But why a schoolie? Well, <laughs> it started way before. Way before today, okay? This tiny this tiny home or eco-friendly craze of today, and it started way before any of this. The, the things that you see now where people are building small houses and trying to, you know reduce their carbon footprint and I don't give a shit about that no if that's a byproduct of what I do fine but that's not my driving force for this okay where it came from for me is well and now that I think of it it's I'm actually redefining it as I'm thinking thinking about it in my head see I was going to say that when I was about 10 to 13 ish around there um I think yeah I had this obsession with conversion vans. Now, it wasn't like the, you know, the free candy type that, you know, creepers drive around. But, uh, you know, like the kind that your grandparents drive around. They got the captain's chairs in the back. And they just had, you know, I mean, they were so cool with all the accessories and the storage. And, and yes, okay, weird, I know. But they seem so, I don't know, and I, I definitely didn't know this word back then. But now that I think about it, they're just so utilitarian and everything's got a place. And on top of that, they're, they're fucking comfortable. I mean, I took many naps in the back of my grandparents' uh, conversion van. Okay? Plus, mine was going to be, if I ever got one, mine was going to be painted like the A-Team. You know, so, like, just, boom, cool points right there. Yeah. But I think it all happened before that. When I was young, I would always build forts with my friends. You know, as most kids... Oh, wait. No, not today. Most kids build virtual forts. Well, I'm actually talking about real forts. Real wood, real nails, real sore thumbs from whacking your hand with a hammer. Moving forward, before I go on that rant, um, I was building real forts. I was building these really cool, you know, uh, tree houses with my friends. Okay, we even had one with 11 stories. Now, really, what it what it had was <laughs> it had eleven platforms. Okay, we said it was eleven stories, but don't it, don't be confused. It wasn't like an actual house in a tree. It was just wood nailed to branches, and we all would, you know, all eleven of us would sit on a different platform, and it got up to eleven because people started finding out about it, and they were like, "Hey, I want to come hang out in your tree fort." And so, shit, now we got to build another platform. So, lo and behold, it turned into eleven stories as that's how I'm going to tell it but um, the key here is that it was custom 
and it was mine. Well, it was ours, my friends and I, but it, it was mine. And the build and the function of it all was, I mean, it was so badass. I was so proud of it. I was just, I didn't even do it to be the coolest kid in the, in, you know, in the area or my neighborhood or whatever you want to say. It, I did it because it was just like, ooh, let's do that. Ooh, and these, these brainstorming ideas and getting it to turn into reality. So fast forward to my idea with the bus. And it just kind of, it's a, it directly transferred. So what I've done is I've, I've mapped out every inch at least, at least three solid times. And I'm sure it'll change again. Shut up, Scott. He's always giving me shit about changing my ideas. But um, it'll probably change again and again. But that's the cool part is the brainstorming and then like, okay, well, shit, we forgot about this. Do we want to, you know, do we want to have a, an outlet here or a USB charging port over here? Or are we going to put lights up around the, the, the roof? Or are we going to have hanging lights? But hanging lights are dangerous because, you know, as you're driving over bumpy roads, they swing around and they bang into shit. All these different things, you got to think ahead because you only have a confined space to build and you don't want to redo it. You don't want to do, you know, double work. You want to plan it out accordingly. So... It's, I mean, it's going to be my home. I mean, I, and it's going to have cubbies and storage and a sun deck and a patio and, and a shower and a toilet, of course, you know. Um, but it's going to have a couch and a computer workstation where I can put all my ideas to, to you know, fruition and just, it's, it's going to have it all. Or at least that's the plan. And it's going to take a really long time and a lot of money that I got to save a lot of money in order to make these ideas because I just, like I told you, it, it just, it starts with one thing. Ooh, this would be cool. Well, but what about that? What about that? So it starts snowballing and I know I can't do everything that I want to do to the bus, but if I can hit, if I can get at least 75% of what's in my head into this bus, it's going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. And I mean ridiculous in a badass way. <clears throat> Excuse me. But to finalize that build, to build this fucking thing, oh, it's going to be so, it's going to be epic. It's going to be just, it's going to be epic. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting emotional here. I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm, I have these ideas. I mean, they're, they're on the, not the tip of my tongue, but they're in the front of my brain. And it's, it's frustrating because right now due to, you know, not unforeseen circumstances, but in my face circumstances, life stuff, I gotta be an adult and I gotta, you know, be patient. And that's really irritating because I just wanna, you know, I wanna be at my finish line, which is not, <clears throat> excuse me, not now. Um, but I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna build this fucking bus and I'm gonna tow Betty behind me and we're gonna go on adventures. It's gonna be great. But it's also going to be functional. So, with that being said, um, I told you, you know, I, I, I could talk your ear off about my plans and my ideas and this and that. But don't ask me technical shit about cameras. Don't ask me, you know, what, 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 what would you do if, uh, you know, I take a picture and it's too dark? Do I adjust the f-stop or the aperture or the shutter speed or, you know, what about the ISO? Nah, change it. That's going to be my answer. Whatever you're doing, change it. Learn your camera. Learn your stuff. Because I'm not a technical guy. I'm a functional guy. And I'll get the job done. So that's the kind of answers you're going to get from me. 
Now, with that being said, I know I've talked your ear off about this, even though I said that I probably, you know, I couldn't, but I did, but I don't, but I will. I have. And I need you to do me a favor. You guys listening today, I need one, please, please do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do your friends a favor. Share this podcast. Stick it out there in the world. Let's get this ruckus family huge. Let's just make it bigger than it should be. Let's get ridiculous big. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and on, if you're on the Instagram, if you're on the, the gram, if you will, um, swing by the Ruckus Podcast. Just type that in, the Ruckus Podcast. I'm on there. Um, you know, I, I post the, the new episodes and some random pictures of me, and and it's, you know, it's, it's a good time, just like, just like what you're listening to right now. I would appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you guys. If you if you made it this far, if you made it this 33 minutes into this podcast, listening to me talk about what I've been talking about, thank you. Absolutely thank you. On top of that, I hope you guys have a good day. I hope I entertained you for your drive to work, whatever the fucking case. Get out there, kick some ass, make some friends, make some enemies. I don't care. Seize the fucking day. And, and, my name's Joro. Laters. <laughs>